Hey y'all, Alexa here, and welcome to Murder in the Mountains. I'm here with Lindsay and Haley again, and they're actually going to introduce themselves this week so that everybody knows who's talking when. Hey guys, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Haley. Hey, let's take a minute to congratulate. Haley just finished nursing school yesterday. Woo! (laughs) And now we will jump into today's case. So, this case takes place in Colorado. Um, On January 6, 1982, Bobby Oberholzer goes missing. So, according to her husband, Jeff, the day that she vanished started out as a normal one. She left at around 7.15 a.m. and hitchhiked to work. At 6.20 p.m. How far did she hitchhike? What are we talking that is unconfirmed, <laughs> but it'll it'll only get more um, interesting. She, he just let her hitchhike by herself, so she yeah. she's usually hitchhiking. And apparently, her. it's normal because okay. he said it starts out All as right. normal. She just hitchhiked to work at seven fifteen in the morning. <laughs> okay. So at six twenty p.m., she called and told him that she was out with friends. You know, like her shift ended, going out, have some drinks. He asked her if she wanted him to pick her up, but she said that she would get a ride home. So. He can pick her up, but he can't take her. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's a little weird. Why is she hitchhiking if you have a car? Maybe Maybe he was already at work. Maybe she's a health nut. She wasn't walking. She was hitching a ride. (laughs) (laughs) In a car. In a car. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, she wasn't biking. So, um, she just said, no, thanks. Like, I'll just find a ride. So Jeff made dinner and waited for her to come home. Eventually, you know, after a little bit, he fell asleep and woke up around midnight and saw that she hadn't made it home yet. So he just waits until, you know, after 2 a.m. when all the bars closed, like, oh, maybe she's just shutting her down, you know? Um, and it is the eighties. So it's not like you have cell phones or anything to keep tabs. Um, maybe they were having problems. Or maybe they were having problems and she just wanted to let loose a little bit. So when uh, she still hadn't returned, he began to look for her. He learned from her friends that she left the bar at around 7.30 p.m. And they just assumed that she'd gotten a ride home. He tried to report her missing, but was told uh, by the police that it was too early to file a report. So, like, back in the day, you had to wait. I think it was, like, 24 or 48 hours. I think that's hours. still a thing today. I don't think it is. It's not? I don't think I'm pretty so. sure they take it more seriously now. Oh, okay. But back then, it was like, oh, they rationalized, like, any. Like, oh, just, she'll come home. That's fine. Oh, okay. And then by the time, because, like, the first 48, you know, like, the mm-hmm. show and whatnot, it's, like, the first 48 hours in an investigation are the most crucial because that's when all the evidence is. <laughs> I guess nowadays they've learned. Yeah. Like, Yeah, they've learned their lesson. So he decided to just go home and wait for her. The morning of January 7th, so that's the next day, a farmer that lived 30 miles outside of Breckenridge, where she went missing, found her license. So I guess he called them or something, phone book, I don't know. But Jeff and two of his friends went to go pick it up. On the way to get the license, he spotted something blue in a snow-covered field. First of all, what are the odds? Just going to leave that there. And it was her backpack, which she supposedly always had on her. So a blood splattered glove and some bloody tissues were found with her book bag. So knowing something must be wrong, Jeff and his friends continued searching. So two hours later, Bobby's body was found 15 miles from where they found her backpack. She was found with a plastic cord tied around one of her wrists and she had been shot twice. No cops there at this time, just him and his friends. 
they're not gonna well they called the police yeah have someone with them and yeah so they called the police eventually okay. i don't know how long after uh police found her house keys in one orange sock that did not appear to belong to her they also noticed that only her footprints were at the crime scene which is interesting because how does that happen and the snow yeah, I mean, because this other snow had fallen, why didn't they cover up hers? You know what I mean? Yeah. Police speculate that the killer drove Bobby 10 miles south of Breckenridge to an overlook where he attempted to rape her. When Bobby escaped from the vehicle, though they speculate that the orange sock just fell out of the truck or van or whatever he was driving. Mm-hmm. The killer then chased her down the road and shot her twice as she turned away. And she ended up bleeding to death in the snow. Sorry, it's a little toasty in our little blanket for it here. We're all dying <laughs> of heat stroke. So if you hear any rustling, we're just trying not to die. <laughs> uh, okay, so not to anybody's surprise, I'm sure the prime suspect was bum ba bum her husband, Jeff. Shocker. Yes. Also, the police kind of had their hands full this day. Because the same day that um, Bobby's body was found, 21-year-old Annette Schnee was also reported missing. Annette was a cocktail waitress from Frisco, Colorado, and she was also known to hitchhike to and from work. Well, I feel like that would kind of cancel out the, the husband, right? If, you know, this guy's been, like, looking with his friends or his wife, like, how would he have Well, this, well, she went missing the day before. Okay. But was only reported missing the next day when Bobby's body was found. So they went missing the same day on the 6th. Both hitchhikers. Both hitchhikers, meaning they get into other people's cars. <laughs> Sorry. Not, not bicycling or anything in a car. Bitch. I thought it was just like, I thought it was volunteer. Like, I'm just going to walk. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, then, if you don't okay. find a car to but get into, it is just walking. Just to back us up a little, like, why wouldn't her friends go and drop her off? Like, that would be my first. Right. Like, or from the bar. Too, if he can pick her up, yeah. why I, would yeah. he not let him take her? Why wouldn't he just be like, no, I'll come pick you up? But then again, if we're like, when, when, what? 82. Year? Okay. So I feel like that was, you know, obviously back a few years ago. So maybe it wasn't as weird of a thing then. I don't know. I've never heard. I just can't imagine Ryan being like, okay, just find a ride. I <laughs> will be here now. when you get home. Not doing anything. I could come get you. But, but you said no. So I won't. And you're at a bar. And you're, so <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, why did you take no for an answer? Honestly, like, that's just weird to me. You know? I, <laughs> I'm sure they would. I don't know that you want them to in this case, but <laughs> I feel like you'd have several people that would volunteer. They're like crashing and would definitely there not, was a definite no go. <laughs> hey, can you come get me? Wave no. On the way by. Like, beep beep. Yells like, out the window. Don't pick her up. <laughs> don't pick her up. As her body was not found until six months later on July 3rd, 1982. And it was found in a creek near the side of a road on the highway. So she was found 13 miles away from Bobby's body. Uh, she was last seen in Breckenridge at 4 p.m. Uh, and she was talking apparently in a serious conversation to a dark haired woman. Unidentified. Nobody knows who she is. Police believe that around 5 p.m. she left to hitchhike home. They also speculate that the killer picked her up and drove 20 miles south of Breckenridge. Ridge, and he took Annette down a short dead-end road and sexually assaulted her. Annette, sorry, the dogs are getting hype. Yeah. Um, Annette was also shot to death, just like Bobby. Police also discovered that Annette was wearing the matching orange sock that was found at Bobby's crime scene. Okay, so we're definitely thinking that the other girl was murdered before this girl. Before 
You you think Bobby was murdered? What? <laughs> One more time. Okay, so the girl that we are focusing on Annette. is Annette. So I think the other girl was killed Bobby. before Annette. So Bobby was killed before Annette. And you think he took one sock and gently I think, placed it on the... So they body? think Annette was killed first. So this is what they think. Thank you for asking. <laughs> or not. So they think that while she was getting dressed after being sexually assaulted, that she found one of her socks, put it on, couldn't find the other one, so she didn't waste time. And then she escaped... While she ran away, she was shot in the back. So her other sock was left in the car. Yeah, and then it probably just with the other girl. Right. Yes. Because obviously of how similar they were, the orange sock evidence, they were immediately connected by the police. So the police believe that the killer then drove back to Breckenridge and found Bobby and picked her up and then raped and killed her. From the bar. From the bar. So because their prime suspect in Bobby's case was Jeff, he was also questioned um, about Annette. So at first, Jeff said he didn't know her. But then, you know, he changed his tune when he saw a picture on the news and he remembered meeting her one time. He said that he had picked her up one day and just gave her his business card. I think I read that he was in like a roof, like he was like a roofer, like he was in a roofing company. So is this a thing in Breckenridge to just, we've got a lot of hitchhikers. I've never been, but is, I don't understand. Everybody's hitchhiking. I've been through there know. and not typically. Not less well, you were in there in 2021, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Like was, I just I, feel like most of them would have vehicles at this point. That wasn't that I mean, the eight, right. Like, I know that in the 60s and 70s, there's a lot of hitchhiking, but in the 80s, and her husband, I know Bobby's husband obviously had a vehicle. I don't know about Annette, if she had a significant other or what. But did these but two girls know each other? They did not know each other. So, what are the odds around the same age, both at a bar, both hitchhiking? Kind of weird. Kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And that Jeff knew both of them. Yeah, I mean, because Breckenridge is pretty big, And you right? just meet somebody one like, time and be like, here's my random business here's my card. B- for Do we know the population? Right. I don't know the population back then. I don't know if it's a small town, mm-hmm. big town. I mean, either way, though, yeah. he, this guy just sees two girls and he said, hop on in, sweet thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're talking about Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Despite the connection, he still denied any involvement in either of their deaths. He later took a polygraph test and he passed and he claimed to have an alibi for the night of the murders. But from the beginning, you know, he was like, I didn't do it. So um, backing up, like, did Bobby's friends like remember like their like did her friends remember like Bobby saying like, oh, he's not going to come get me like I'm going to. I guess because they told him, they told him, you know, when he asked about it, that she left around seven thirty. Okay. So, but I don't know, like, Mm. if she said Jeff's not picking me up, I'm just going to hitch a ride. But they also found at um, Annette's crime scene with the orange sock, they found Jeff's business card laying next to her. Dang Jeff! Dang it, Jeff! Dang! Yeah. So he insisted that during the time of the murders. He was with an acquaintance who just happened to drop by to visit. So for almost nine years, nobody could find this acquaintance. But in 1990, he was finally found and questioned about that night. Don't know any details about where he, <laughs> where he was for almost a decade. But when they finally talked to him, his time and Jeff's time of the visit did not match up. Granted, it was nine years apart. So do you so remember exactly? doesn't remember every detail. Right. Well, or... How do you just lose a friend for nine years? Especially when you apparently just were with them. Honestly. I don't know. Good point. Sketch. 
So what do y'all think so far? I think Drip is a little scared. Like he's looking pretty yeah, I mean, <laughs> good first, for it. I was like, oh, like are they working together and they're not adding their stories up? Or... Oh, the acquaintance in yeah. him? Yeah. And that's why he went into hiding for nine yeah. years? Yeah. yeah. Was... And let me forget all my details. I thought yeah. Jeff had good intentions here, but maybe not. It's just nuts. This is crazy. So... For years, the blood that was found on Bobby's gloves and the tissues that were with her backpack were just assumed to be hers, but they didn't test them. So, like, in these nine years, Jeff is just running around free? Yes. Wait, hold up. I'm more concerned about this DNA not being tested. Yeah, they did not test it until the early 90s. This happened in 82. So, once it was tested, it was determined that it came from a male. So, they're like, oh, hot dog. It's not hers, you know? Nine years later. Yeah. Come on. Uh, so they also did additional testing, and they determined that it was not Jeff's. It's the acquaintance. But bum, bum, bum. they didn't probably test him either. So he was cleared as a suspect. So police looked into several different suspects in the case. Um, one was a cab driver named Thomas Edward Luther, who beat and raped a hitchhiker after picking her up in Breckenridge in February of 1982. How did they find him? I don't know. But he was in jail and he bragged about being responsible for the murders. And when they talked to his girlfriend, she confirmed that he did not come home on the night of the murders. Their their other suspect was Tracy Picturcelli, who murdered his fiance in 1981 and then went on a multi-state crime spree. During that time, he stayed at Annette's workplace, which is the Holiday Inn in Frisco. But then when they tested their DNAs, neither of them matched the crime scene. And I will also say that it was not his acquaintance. <laughs> so we can roll him out roll too. Because I don't, honestly don't know anything even about the acquaintance. That's all they said was he, their stories didn't add Playing up. Low. Yeah. So then in March of 2021, which was just a few months ago, genetic genealogy used DNA, found out the crime scene, and it led uh, authorities to Alan Phillips, who is now 70. Do y'all know about genetic genealogy? Some, not much. So basically, they take, this is just an example, because I'm pretty sure they don't use like Ancestry.com, but places like Ancestry.com, like where you send in and you try to get your like heritage and all that stuff. um, Certain ones, like you, just by participating in it, you allow, like you consent to allowing the government to like test it against like crimes and stuff. So this is how they found the Golden State Killer in California who went like like unknown for like decades and they eventually caught him by finding like running his dna and finding like a third cousin or something and talking to her and then her tracking like them giving information then they're like oh that sounds like joe joe d'angelo yeah yeah exactly and like obviously like he was doing stuff in the 70s or 80s or something like that so they didn't even think about stuff like that but that's how they eventually caught him and now he's like in prison but they had no idea who he was. He was like a former cop and all this stuff. It's pretty crazy. So pretty much they used the same thing to get this guy. So he was charged with the murder of uh, both Bobby and Annette, along with kidnapping and assault. So when he was arrested, the news obviously spread quickly and his face was all over the news. And that was when Dave Montoya, a former fire chief, recognized him as a man that he saved one snowy night decades earlier. So this is kind of nuts. Also, it's like the stars just kind of aligned. Um, A local sheriff saw an SOS flash from a headlight as he was in an airplane. Like like, uh, headlights were like 
dot dot dash whatever SOS is I don't know um, and he alerted the plane's captain so then the captain alerted like a ground crew and then rescuers made their way up to a 10,000 foot mountain pass in sub-zero temperatures and they found 30 year old Alan Lee Phillips stuck in a snowdrift like his like story made like national headlines like it was nuts for the time the night that he was rescued was January 6, 1982. So they said that he seemed a little intoxicated and he had a small bruise on his face. They told him that he was on his way back from a friend's house and he got stuck. He had just gotten stuck after murdering Bobby and Annette. Yeah, coincidence. But obviously neither of them had been found yet, so they had no reason to like think he did anything. Oh my So they let him go. Crazy. Like if he hadn't of the like if the sheriff hadn't have flown over and seen his SOS and all this like he probably would have died. I think I saw it was like negative twenty degrees or something nuts like that. What are the odds? Now like literally, saved. what are the odds? So forty years he went like undetected until the guy like the guy who rescued him saw him on the news and he's like, Are you freaking kidding I me? Helped him. I yes. like, that's the last time I helped yeah, anybody. Yeah, you think you're doing good and yeah. then it bites you. And so he's currently being held without bond, but that's that's it. Did he get sentenced anywhere else, or is he still there? No, that's it right now. I don't know he's if he the same location. He's in Colorado. I, he's in Colorado now. Yeah, and they just stopped him at a traffic stop and whatnot. But they what? Can you I imagine, mean, like in his mind, thinking he's good. He's he's free. That many years later, I would be. let's also talk about jeff here first of all what are the odds that he randomly met in that one time actually gave her his his business business card card. and that business card she so had it on i would just throw that away like i don't need a freaking roofer honestly i don't even have a car honestly like what roof do you does he does she even have a roof i don't know you know is I don't know. Maybe Jeff was running around on poor Bobby. I don't know. Maybe. But literally, like, I'm just, it blows my mind, the odds that his wife is murdered. Some Maybe woman he met Bobby. one time with his, like, he could have probably been charged and like, like, thank goodness he didn't go to jail because yeah. he didn't do it. But I feel like they had enough circumstantial evidence oh, yeah. to like, yeah, definitely. To, to, to pick Jeff. it up. Like, he so could have totally gotten away because if, if they had like booked Jeff, they would have never ran the DNA mm-hmm. against anybody else. And he would have gotten away with it. So the business cards. Don't, don't give them that. <laughs> don't give them Moral out. <laughs> of the story is don't give. Don't pick up hitchhikers. Don't hitchhike. Don't give out your business to card. strangers for that matter. Yeah. Use the internet. If your husband offers you a ride. Take it. Take, take it. it. Take it. <laughs> I don't care if you're in a fight. Take it. Because being in a fight is better than being murdered. Uh-huh. So Haley, if you're ever stuck. Let D pick you up. Oh, I will, because I have no husband or, or us. Boyfriend, so <laughs> we'll pick. We'll pick My you friend. up too. <laughs> Phone a friend. Yeah. Come get me. That's such a screwed up story. Honestly, and like it makes the, me want to talk to Jeff. Like, I have like this. What was menu. going through your head? You also, know? the socks. Like, what if she had put both of her socks on, and they didn't have that connection? I mean, I guess there would still be the business card. Yeah. But like, I bet. Police were like, they lifted up her like pant leg and they're like, freaking A, I know this orange sock. <laughs> I've seen this orange Strange. sock before. Yeah, yeah, connect the dots. And also, it's freaking nuts that he just went, kidnapped, raped, and murdered one girl and then just went and did it again. Like, no time in between, maybe a couple hours. Oh, what? So, have they tried to link any other cases with him? Or I don't know. This is so recent. Like, uh, it was just in March of 2021 that oh, he got arrested. Oh, 
Yeah, so I'm sure so they're... I wonder if he'll speak out if yeah. they do any interviews. I'm sure they're... Like, I, I don't think he's talking right now, but I'm sure they're trying to build a case because you go and you murder two women a couple hours apart and then you don't get caught for 40 years. Oh, some, oh he's Surely something else. Something else is going to have to come but, out about it. But he probably would have had to like go different places, right? You would think because if you, you do those yeah. two, yeah. I mean, Breck, you know. He just, he got out of there well, by the hair of his chinny chin chin. Visit Breckenridge is a little bit safer. Like for some more socks, I guess. Safer. Yeah. I'm like. If I've seen Hitchhikers, I'm like, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. I'm not giving you a ride, but don't do it. Don't get any. Because I've also, I've also heard stories of like where you pick up like a murderous hitchhiker. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like either you're fine, you pick up a hitchhiker, they kill you, or you're a hitchhiking. You get in the car see, yeah, and they kill you. Even where we live, yeah. I, you know, like if I see like some younger person and like they, you know, are mm-hmm. on the side of the road, I'm like, I can't get you. I'm or not some helping. Old person, I'm I like, hope I'm you fine. find a ride. Yes, true. <laughs> and I work with a girl. And Jennifer, if you listen to this, you are crazy stupid. But I'm sorry, <laughs> but she picks up hitchhikers on the river road. Oh, Do you realize? Who she could be picking up. And she yeah, let's take a cross state line. She doesn't care who they are, but anytime they get off the water, you know, they're always wanting to hitchhike back. And she's like, I give them like five and six a ride at a time. And she's a very pretty female. Five or six people a yes. ride at a time. What kind of car does she have? Um, I don't know, some sedan, but I mean, it's. She's like, yeah, no questions about it. She's like, I feel bad for them. And I'm like, oh, girl. How did you get there? How did you get there? Yeah, like, oh, how yeah, did you just, get there? Like, going down the. The water, you know. Did you just escape from a penitentiary? Rafting, I get. Yeah, you never know. It's weird. Yeah, I ain't doing that. So here's murder in the mountains, where you learn valuable life lessons. Yes. Don't hitchhike either way. Yes, don't do it. I don't know. We're not victim blaming. No. Let's get that straight. No. But what we are doing is nice life advice. Yes. (laughs) Keep keep safe. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that concludes the story of Bobby Oberholzer and Annette Schnee. Please rate, review, follow, subscribe, all the things on all the places. And we will be back next week for another episode of Murder in the Mountains. Bye. Bye, guys. See ya.